0: Week 14, it's It's in the books. It's not a victory Monday. (laughs) Are the Philadelphia Eagles frauds? Can we call them shitty? Is that what you said earlier? What a a crazy start to the day on this Monday morning, December 11th. Hope you all had a great, fantastic weekend filled with family, friends, and, of course, that good drug of alcohol uh, like I did. Uh, What's up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome into the All Day, Everyday Show with All the AJ, Manny Ruffin. Huge weekend was had. Week fourteen has concluded. We have plenty of games to get into and things to talk about in the sports world with our Monday guy, Kill Kenny. What is up, Kenny? I'm loving the jersey, and that's exactly where we're gonna start tonight. What's up, King?
1: Yeah. Any excuse to not start with the Eagles, so I figured this would be a good <laughs> this would be a good distraction to just get us derailed bright and early. But what's going on, fellas? How was your How was your weekend? It sounds like uh, alcohol infused. Uh, yeah. You got, You've oh, got yeah. your potential victory lap tomorrow. I know you get your Giants going tonight, but, uh, man, let's <laughs> well, just anything we can delay to, to talk about the birds. Victory
0: we'll lap. Sure. We will start there 100%. Uh, Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers, the biggest North American sports contract in history. Ten years, $700 million. Funny things where we're talking now, if you mention the team that he's talking to, if you mention the name of the team, or that you are having contract negotiations with them, he doesn't want to go there. All of Twitter. It's talking about Toronto, Toronto. It's the Blue Jays. It's the Blue Jays. It's I mean, definitely yeah, not the Yankees. I mean, this MLB, is... MLB
1: media, MLB media fumbled this. If we like learned like anything, they, like, they, like they always, like they always do, man. It's it, it, I feel like nobody had a grasp on the story from the jump. Toronto, I, I just Toronto would have bummed me out, and I just I think it just would have been like look, as a, as a fan of the Phillies and I guess it's more of the national league picture, like, yeah, I selfishly would prefer him on the Dodgers because he was never going to come to Philly. All right. So if he's not coming to Philly, then at least put him in the league. That's a little more, you know, in my storyline, we, we could potentially see, you know, Phillies versus Dodgers, you know, as a, at a playoff game with the bank, like that's now a possibility. And it's better for me as a Phillies fan for, uh, you know, him being the national league. So selfishly, I think it's awesome. The one thing that I, I will say is, um, you know, Phillies fans we experienced last year, how, crazy expensive Phillies playoff tickets can be if you thought they were expensive last year any scenario that involves otani and the dodgers coming to the bank uh they're going to be astronomically too high so be aware of that now that'll be the downside of this but i think it's cool i think it uh again the the otani uh you know the the sweepstakes i think made the league fun he's he's a total full-blown superstar he makes the sport amazing and uh then the last piece of this puzzle will be getting Mike Trout out of Anaheim and potentially bringing him back to where he belongs in, uh, in the city of brotherly love.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you, you bring up a good point there with the MLB media. And the one thing I wanted to say is, like, if we have not learned anything, the, the biggest thing we learned throughout this entire process is in the in the MLB media, we can only trust Jeff Passan because everybody yells at him, why do you wait so long? Why do you wait so long? He's waiting so long, so he's actually putting out the right information. And everybody knew it, too. You saw all over social media, Twitter, you know, just reports on, on, on ESPN, Fox, all this kind of stuff, in, and it's every Shams. other team.
1: Shams got in the mix. Yeah, Shams dude, is and the Woj was team.
0: in there. <laughs> Adam Schefter's in there tweeting it. <laughs> like, everybody, you, everybody, everybody so wanted hit, to be he, the first to tweet out that big news. And then, like, I just— I understand it's such a crazy thing, but let's be right first. No, other than that. But unbelievable signing. I mean, this is just crazy. Now you got the comparisons of other athletes in their sports. Like, you know, I saw this thing, uh, I think it was front office sports, comparing LeBron James career earnings through twenty twenty five at like five hundred and thirty million, and then they're like, This is Shohei's ten year, seven hundred million dollar deal, so you won't even be there. And now I guess people just gotta put their kids in uh in a baseball uniform and go get that baseball back. I mean, is Dude, that I, what it's gotta come down to?
1: I think it just shows like one just how insane contracts have gotten across all sports that i think i'm just numb to it now like when 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 the news broke i feel like like no part of my brain went wait he got how much for how much it was like oh like a billion dollars over the course of 20 years for 000, 000, a zillion dollars again or yeah whatever and i feel like my brain is just broken because of some of the contracts that have been dished out nowadays like i don't even know how to how to process it it is just just infinite money that's an infinite money glitch i feel like the first big contract i saw like I remember when A Rod got that deal with the Rangers. I think it was, I think it was for like two hundred and fifty million, and that was the first time I was like, "Wait, that is like that was the first like huge contract yeah. that I think I could conceptualize." And nowadays, like you show know, Shohei gets seven hundred million, and I'm like, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, obviously, he's touching Saudi yeah. money. He- yeah, that's so, insane. Yeah, like, that like- is, that <laughs> is that is well, insane. and then
0: also real quick, right before we move on, you just brought up this is what made me think of this. What did you think of John Rahm and the uh, the switch over oh, to yeah. live? I gotta be <laughs> honest,
1: I haven't. Like I, I feel like with everything going on, like yeah, I'm just in we're in such football mode right now. Like I haven't really dialed into the story all that much other than that he went, he got the bag. Um I, the the PGA is in a a really weird spot. Um I think I think the good news is like at the end of the day, the the outcome of this is probably an overall like better product if we if we have to get a little like wwe ish and have some factions here to to drum up the storylines and you know give us some drama i'm all for that as long as there's there's a there's a plan it doesn't seem like there's a plan right now and the pga looks like they got their pants down and it's going to be another interesting year in the world of golf but i gotta i gotta get a little more tapped in i gotta hit my guys at tour junkies up because i know that they've been all over this but uh it's just hey man Everyone's got their price. Rom was one of the first people to come out and say, "You know what? Like, you know, money's money, but I don't do it for the money. I do it for the love of the game and this and this." And well,
0: it kind of know. backfired on you, pal. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, yeah, hey, look, I money can't hey, money come the Like, yeah, <laughs> m- yeah, money can't buy happiness. But you know what, Ken? A shitload of money, <laughs> a dump truck full of money, that can probably buy happiness. Where so, you hey, ba-
0: where you don't really even have to like you, do, you. Well, not even you don't really have to. You don't. You don't have to really compete for it at all. You don't have to win that money because you already got it. That's one of those things Like, I'd rather compete for. I don't do it for the money. Well, you literally just... That's why a lot of people are all up in arms about it. I know for a lot of people, you know, people that I just talked to, they just say, I wish they would just come out and say, I'm doing it for the money. He did essentially like, I say something, something to, like
1: that. But obviously. Yeah, obviously. They're though. so like, mad. No, they're so like These people get no, so mad that you shit. go to live
0: <laughs> <laughs> because like, oh, like, oh, you know, I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my family. And they're just like, why yeah. do you not just say... You're doing it for the money. I don't give a shit about that. You're telling me if they're offering me $600 million to go play golf right now for them instead of play every week to try to get a $12 million purse, I'm going to harpy heartbeat. Get, I'll get on the plane right now. So I, I don't you're understand seen, why we hate
2: you're it. You're seeing. You're not these people that are going to put on the headline, I do it I, for the money. Every time I will tell you right now, something. I'm doing it for the money. I am yeah, doing yeah. it for the cash. Okay? We I we want can, the money.
0: Can.
1: Here's- I think here's one thing that I think like a lot of people are just, myself included, like just very confused about. Didn't they announce this big merger like six yeah. months ago? I, th- I thought I thought the whole point of that was to prevent like something like this happening. Like so, well, they had it.
0: They I- needed to get a deal done like in negotiations by the end of December, and it doesn't look like that's going to end up happening. So now they got to get into further conversations. But it's right now they're at a stall. They're at like a, a stall point, a stalemate. If you even want to go that far, they're they're not getting any further in this merger talks like it was supposed to be. So I guess we late we, we wait till later in 2024 to see if this actually happens. But for now, we're obviously seeing it. They're gonna keep poaching as many guys as they can until until this quote unquote merger even happens, if it does.
1: I hey man, good for them. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's, so if it's about the meat, yes. If, if, if they came and offered me a billion dollars, give me a golf club. <laughs> you Don't even have to give me a caddy. I'll just, I'll, I'll walk. Oh, okay. I'll carry my own bag. <laughs> I'll carry my own bag. Just, pay, just pay me the money. I will do it for the money. I will. Yes.
0: Yeah. No question. I, I I'll confidently say that. All right. Enough wasting time here from stalling, getting to uh away from the the, the main co- topic of conversation at hand. Yeah, That's yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles now losing back to back games. A huge spot for the Dallas Cowboys in this moment. 33-13, to 13. we talked about it last week, the Cowboys were home for three weeks, and they had extra rest to prepare for this Eagles team that was banged up and got their asses handed to by the 49ers the week prior. Everyone talking about, they're going to be hungry, they're going to be hungry. This is a better spot, and a, almost a, a perfect, pristine condition game for the Cowboys, being at home this long, not having to travel, and extra rest for, to get ready for this Eagles Eagles team. And we saw it pretty early on the Eagles defense could not stop the Cowboys offense at all we're just walking down the field and another day we all knew it was going to be CeeDee Lamb we all knew it was going to be A.J. Brown I did bet on both of those guys I needed A.J. to get in the end zone what are your initial thoughts here as a fan perspective of a diehard Eagles fan what are your biggest takeaways from his 20 point loss on Sunday night football last night
1: uh the team stinks this team stinks (laughs) Uh, dude, that was, it, it was, it, it was ugly, man. Um, I guess when you're three best players, all fun for the football, that's not usually a recipe for success. So I don't even know where to begin. Like the entire game all around was, was gross, but it just back-to-back games where the, this offense has looked just, just downright horrific compared to what we were working with last year. And my God, I just, I, I, I really think we took Shane Steichen for granted because just, this was a different looking team. Look, I mean, look, the Cowboys defense is, is okay. Like, Geno Smith looked like Tom Brady against them last week. Geno Smith lit them up and by cause they, they had, they had DK and man coverage. They were throwing, they they went vertical. You can go vertical on this Cowboys defense and we just refuse to do it. We get so locked in the turn to establish the run. We have this, this gross screen concept. We don't throw the ball downfield and Jalen hurts. Just the, the arm strength doesn't, doesn't look, doesn't look like where it, where it was when he was throwing those peak deep, deep balls last year. He's antsy in the pocket. It just looks sloppy. I mean, we were pummeling teams last year, and this is a game that you know it's a race to 35. Neither defense is gonna it's this is not gonna be a defensive, a defensive matchup. And right now, man, we don't have the firepower on offense to be able to run it up with these teams. It's it's it sucks. I think a lot of Eagles fans, they weren't I didn't see a lot of confidence coming into this game. I think people were hyped up, hyped up. It's Dallas week. We you know we just got a ass kick last week, but I think like I think a lot of fans saw this coming again. It's a perfect recipe for the Cowboys. It was another good letdown spot for us, but like, we just, we don't look like an offense that can hang with these teams right now. And I don't know what has to change, but it's just, the, the scheme is just puke worthy to watch. And you, you factor in a bunch of fumbles and turnovers and you know, it's just, it's not a game that you're going to win.
2: No, I agree. And like going into the season, you already say like, okay, we're going to split up with the Cowboys. Like, yeah, but you just don't want to lose by tw- like this just looks horrible and i agree with you about how the offense looks this year but i mean your three player your three best players fumble in like big positions too close to a drop pass in the end zone by schmidty like there there were opportunities there to be able to capitalize on certain things i i kind of want to like you made a great point about Shane Slaking cuz i think the main thing guys just don't look comfortable with this offense. Like, it, there's there's no comfort. There was a rhythm last year with Shane Steichen, and I think, I, I don't know if there's like a change of just terminology or checks with Brian Johnson, just how he approaches the offense, because one week is this run-heavy thing, one week is a pass-heavy thing, that no one looks comfortable at all, there's no rhythm. And that later on in the season with these games with these big-time teams just coming to show time and time again. And I, we talked about it. <laughs> this middle of the defense is just Swiss cheese. We get Shaq Leonard and... I mean, I don't think there's much. He can't fix the whole middle of the defense himself. I mean, you have a concept where you want to take away the edges of the field. And if you want to play a, a, a defense like that, it puts a lot of pressure on the guys in the middle. If you don't have the right personnel in the middle of the field, I know Reed Blankenship gets hurt. But it didn't look much better with him in the game. And just these, these reoccurring themes from week one, two, three versus teams like the Patriots. And then when we were like, all right. We're looking bad versus bad teams with the start of the season. These are kind of the signs are just blowing up in our face later in the season. It's disappointing to see as an Eagles fan. I'm, I'm, I'm deeply concerned because when this shit gets tightened up in the playoffs and teams get the book on us and they have all this film on us when it comes to those big games, and now we don't have home field or we're going to have to hope for something things to get home field,
0: I, I'm worried, fellas. Well, you I'm moved worried. to the, the five seed after the loss yesterday, which would put them on a plane to the Sunshine State's in Florida against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where okay. Baker is trying to continue uh, winning that division, so they that's get a, a home game. That's be okay. I still, yeah, but I still think that's a game they can win. Some of the things that like my biggest takeaways, I had, I had live bets on the Eagles yesterday, so I was like cheering for Good them. Cheese on that. Too. And like, I mean, yeah, a lot of Good like cheese. great value on that. But like fourth and nine, this is what I want to get your opinion on here oh, too, fuck, Kenny. Yeah. Fourth and nine. I mean, I think we take our points there. I don't understand. And then if you're going to go for it, why are you throwing a two-yard two pass underneath and Stefan Gilmore is all over Devontae Smith? Yeah. I just th- – throw it for the first down yardage then. Get those nine yards. If you're going to do that, then, I mean, I don't understand. Nick Sirianni, I feel like, in my personal opinion, as obviously not being an Eagles fan – He's he's so egotistical with these goddamn fourth fourth down play calls. I don't even think as aggressive as Doug Peterson was and still is now down in Jacksonville. I don't think that Doug Peterson's going for that fourth and nine. Get the fuck out of here. We got to take disagree. our points.
1: Yeah, I I I I, I disagree. I don't, look, y- y- I still I have full trust in Nick Sirianni. So like I I, I if if it, if it just comes down to it, like I'm just I'm I'm okay with the call. I agree with that. I think the play call sucked. The throw sucked, I mean, maybe if he hits him in stride, he still probably gives him the chance to yeah, get it. Was it. Behind it's, just, him. it's just that's just a factor of everything else we're to talk about just the whole the whole offensive scheme is terrible, and I feel a lot better about going for this when the offense it has the rhythm that we talked about and it's just been humming and can just rattle off these chunk plays at will like they had last year, and what we ha- what we have we like we've had it parts of this year, but we just haven't had it the last couple of games, so again, I don't mind going for it. the play call was bad, the execution of it was worse and there that was that's just how you can summarize really the entire game here it was just ugly all around
2: yeah i, I, I just don't like the play call and another thing too that doesn't really get talked about like we're we're in a fourth and nine because our third and and our second managers have been, or that game were terrible like yeah we're in a lot of second third 16 17s and just something that we misvalued from sh- taking last year i mean Brian Johnson knows how, how crazy the touch push is and gets us in a position for that. But I feel like you could just tell the play calls on second and third down were like, listen, yo, we're really just trying to get the third and one, fourth and one for over. And like, it, it, it's cheese, but Steichen was really good at that, man. I do kind of miss it myself.
0: Well, you look towards the the schedule for the Eagles, the rest of the way it's in Seattle and and definitely going to be a tough NFC matchup there. And yeah,
1: then dude, that's just, that's, that's a, I feel like when people looked at the, like the, the Eagle schedule coming into the year, and we knew that we had this, this gauntlet, Of the middle chunk of our schedule, I feel like a lot of people stopped at this Cowboys game, and you forget that we have to go into Seattle, who is still fighting for playoff life. In Seattle is a tough environment, and they're gonna—they smell blood in the water. I guarantee you, if you're if you're the Seattle Seahawks, you are going into that game confident. That crowd is gonna be fired up. That is not a not not an ideal get right spot for the birds if for two ass weapons.
0: And like they need to get that game because. To help them out even more, at least for the schedule, is then you have Arizona and the Giants twice. I understand that you could say all, everything you want in the world about a divisional matchup, but that's even coming from a, a personal Giants fan. If there ain't no way this team is, is going to beat them in both of those games.
1: They may have a shot. They may have put up a good fight. You are on drugs. Right. You are on... I, I don't care what hap- I generally don't care what happens in Seattle because we are going to mollywop the Giants <laughs> twice and the Cardinals. Make no mistake, dude. I think my Eagles stink, and they, they have a lot, <laughs> they have a lot to drugs. figure out right now. But it is... It is ludicrous to think that in any universe that the Giants win either of those games against the Eagles. There is absolutely no shot. We need a little bit of help no right shot.
2: from the uh, from the Ravens for home field. They got to beat the Niners in that uh in that matchup. Or I believe a, you're right. Yes, out and get a little help. So, fuck me,
0: man. Yeah, there's a there's a huge stretch for for what the the Eagles look the rest of the way. And look, you know, we we talk about last thing I want to touch on here is we talk about like what MVP. Standings and, and odds kind of look like Dak Prescott definitely getting a jump there. Maybe hurts getting a little bit of a knock down there. Good for Dak. One of the things that really like irks me. I know we had our big conversation with Tyree Kill last week. Like, and I don't mean this. I don't mean this disrespectfully towards Brock Purdy, but in my opinion, if fucking Brock Purdy gets MVP, the me. league's fucked. The <laughs> league's fucked. The league is fucked. I mean, honestly. It's got to be. You, you could put Lamar Jackson up there. You said that Tyree Kill how are we not talking about that. Dak. I mean, Still hurts is there. No disrespect, hurts but the hurts league is the, the good news
1: is I don't, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that. He's not going. There's there's no shot. There's, I know the uh, <laughs> the odds say that he is, which is ridiculous. There is no shot. It's ridiculous. No that shot. He's a favorite.
0: They better not give it to him. Having a great year, understandably so. Good for Dak. Yeah, but come dude, on,
1: unless, unless Dak has a unless Dak has a has a. Surprise press conference tomorrow morning and retires from the NFL. (laughs) There is no shot Brock Purdy will win this award. I wouldn't worry about it because I agree with you. I think it's insane that he's even that high in the conversation. I get that they're rolling the stats. The stats are good, but it's a lot of yards after the catch. And yeah, maybe maybe it's easy to put up some stats when you've got like three superstars surrounding you on offense. Like it's just it's you know. And again, you can make the same case for for hurts. I mean, Eagles offense is a wagon, but (laughs) now this is this is Dax to lose, man. Dak is unfortunately. Dak is running away with this.
0: Yeah, we we need we need another standout performance tonight from the uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, with Tyreek Hill. All right, um, moving on here real quick. Going to briefly touch on this Bills and Chiefs game. We get like what everybody calls you know the the, the new greatest matchup in AFC the the Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, <laughs> and we back here again with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, the Bills get a very close win in Kansas City. Games in Kansas City that Josh Allen. Knows how to lose in these types of games, and they walk away with a good win. We see the controversy at the end of the game, offsides. Patrick Mahomes, the first thing he's saying to Josh Allen when they're shaking hands is that is the worst fucking call I've ever seen. I mean, I understand that's, like, where you're coming from. You may be upset, but the first thing that we're going to say to the guy that just beat me is, dude, like, basically saying, balled balled out, and you're basically saying, we win that game, but that doesn't happen. You're t- and then he's in the press conference talking about that's going to be a very hurtful play for Travis Kelsey's career because his career has been so fantastic. And a play like that with the lateral to find a way to get him in the end zone, was it was nasty. it was a very nasty play. But like, just give me your thoughts here, not only the game, but what you thought here. He was clearly offsides, and I saw uh, part of my take talking about this. Big Cat was talking about this. And he said, "Look, if you want to bitch about a minimal call like that, you don't call those in in those moments in those games. Well, hold on a second. Didn't you win the Super Bowl on a call like
2: that? Minimal. Yes. So <laughs> let's talk minimal. If you're gonna go
0: like that, if you're gonna say that, Patrick Mahomes, let's not let's let's <laughs> just not forget about what happened in the Super Bowl with James Bradbury and and Juju Smith-Schuster. But yeah, give me your thoughts on on what happened there, Kenny.
1: Boo, fucking who? Like, climb me a river. He's in for a rude awakening. I mean." Very, very quickly, the entire internet was in unanimous agreement that like, hey, you're coming off like a bit of a, a bit of a whiny baby. Yeah. It, it's just, I guess, if you want to big brain it, maybe you could say that Patrick Mahomes is actually he's just such a good teammate because today the conversation is about how much of a cry baby Patrick Mahomes is, and not how <laughs> fucking dumb Kadarius Tony is for <laughs> like cartoonishly stepping three feet in front of the line of scrimmage. I mean, like he wasn't he wasn't even close. Like he was he wasn't even close. He's blocking the ball. And again, I know you, you don't call that in that spot, but again, you usually see it on the TV that the receiver sort of looks, gives like a thumbs up and like so you don't see if he does that, because I think the, the official at the bottom of the screen calls it. It doesn't look like he ever looks at him. Like it's the right call. Sorry yeah. it happened. By the way, your the rest of your game was boring. 2017 between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, like that's what your teams are this year. Your offenses used to be these these juggernauts that could just produce 40 points at will and just look how far these offenses have have fallen. Just in just in the you know in the last in the last year it's I don't know not a lot of firepower here but Mahomes Mahomes just comes off just so so unbelievably unlikable and the fact that that's the first thing he says to Josh Allen too it's just he comes off just like, like, such, a douche, yeah. like such a
2: douche yeah such
1: a douchebag yeah and I don't know I feel like guys at this level feel like they they have at least enough enough self awareness to sort of avoid avoid stuff like this and the first thing I thought was did he just not see it. You know, like I feel like if he got a, if he got the same look that we all got, would he be as perplexed? Because he 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 seems to be like seems to believe this was like the most egregious call in NFL history, while everyone else is just like what kind of kind of giggling because it was like just in, in your face weird but correct call.
2: No, I agree. I, it's funny. I was getting a uh, people. So when, when Eagles played the Chiefs, I was listening to the radio and people were calling in and they're saying like I'm starting to just hate Pat Mahomes. And I, I, that narrative was kind of building, and this is not. I mean, that looked bad. He's on the like literally on the sideline. His whole team is trying to yeah. hold him back. It's like, bro, he come on! He like.
0: smashed the helmet on the ground, it, and then he like, just looks like, like, like bro, a child.
2: Come on. But it, it's really on Kadarius Tony because, first of all, you can see like at least from the view that we saw, he doesn't look at the referee at all. And usually, I'll say usually because I play wide receiver for a long time. It's there's usually a back and forth between the ref and the wide receiver the entire game. And like to think the kind of the person how Kadarius Tony carried himself in that moment. I'm pretty sure there probably was a moment in the first, second, or third quarter where he was either on the line, didn't really give a, give a good check or something like that, and the ref was probably like, hey, KT, like, make sure you check with me or something, so we do it, and a minute left in a play like that, like there's going to be no warning. Like, Come on, brother. I, I understand. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I would be saying, at least give us a warning, but in that moment, there ain't no warnings. I just want to give a shout out to Josh Allen, because besides the pick that he had that led to a score... He was hooping. I mean, there were some plays he made this game. Like I, I've been critical of Josh Allen at least coming into this year too, ranking him and Jalen Hurts together. But there was a couple plays that one that he was backing up to the sideline on the third down, throwing it. Couple, the the run he had to score, like he got hit at like the five or six, and he's just carrying bodies. in. so shout out to Josh Allen, big W for him in this little. Like you said, they say Pat, Pat, and um Pat and Josh is like Tom and, and Peyton Manny, So this match of big W for him. So shout out to Josh Allen as well. I do want to and... go ahead, Kenny.
1: Just and I think. Like, after this play happened, right, Mahomes, forget whatever you think, the right call, yeah. right call. Like, it's, dude, it's second and 15 at the 50. Like, mm-hmm. this game is by, this game is not over. You are down three. There's a minute 12 left. It's second and 15 at your own 46-yard line, and you need three points. And like, you're Pat Mahomes. And, and oh, oh, and by the way, you're at home, and you're Patrick Mahomes. Like, you, you need 15 yards to get a field goal and send us to overtime. And... Like it's just you—you you don't get it done, incomplete, and then you have the the, the bomb of Kelsey that doesn't work, and game over. And then you immediately throw this hissy fit and they are bitching to Josh Allen, like, dude, like go get 15 yards, go to overtime, and complain about this later. It's just the 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 whole picture here is just is just really ugly. And again, I think the the biggest winner in all this is Kadarius Tony, because a lot less people are yeah. really focusing on that mistake, which inevitably costs them the game. And instead, it's man, this Mahomes guy sure stinks.
0: Well, I'm gonna. I, I want to take you to that side of the hissy fit. Like, if you're going to throw that hissy fit on the sideline about what's going on, you're throwing your helmet. You're screaming. CBS, like in in the coverage of the game, they zoom in really close. You got Tony Romo, sorry ass, just talking like it's the emotions of the game. It's the emotions of the game. They always get you. They always get you. And I'm like, look, if you're gonna <laughs> throw the wrong, hissy man, fit, 100. I mean, I mean. But like, if you're gonna get that mad and you're gonna throw that hissy I fit, mean. then go say something to Kadaris Tony in that moment. If you're going to throw it all you're yelling at the refs, and you're saying, that's fucking terrible, you suck, that's fucking horrible, you can read his lips in a moment, then go say something to Kadarius Sony because, honestly, you can't. as much as you want to yell at them, he was the one that did it. He was the one that was off sides with his foot. So your spectacular play, Travis Kelsey's spectacular play, doesn't come down to a bad that call. Comes down to <laughs> yo, your player.
2: Like yo, what was he thinking? That's a crazy play. But yo, like in that moment, like yeah, it's how to lateral he even, that like, is insane to even
0: pull that off all- because you didn't even was- need to do that. It's not like there was time expiring. You know, they, just, they play the lateral game, the crazy. hook and ladder bullshit, <laughs> yeah.
1: like. That just- yeah, just Like I think the 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 way that Mahomes and sort of everybody has reacted to this, like you would have thought that they were they were down, like they were down at least at least three points. Like they they needed a touchdown. It's the last play of the game. It's this this magnificent heroic play that then gets wiped off. Like I get it. It was a cool play. It was a weird <laughs> lateral, and like that it would have put the Chiefs up with a minute fifteen to play. Like it, it wasn't this. This game break, like this, you know, this historical, holy shit, life changing play that I think they they they've made it out the, <laughs> the miracle Again, arrowhead, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the miracle, yeah, the miracle. This like it, it was a pretty, it was a, a pretty cool play in an otherwise boring game. And then when it got taken off the board, like the game is still on, there's still a minute fifteen left, and you need like twelve yards to give Bucker a shot. So, man, I don't know, just a, a fart of a game all around.
0: Yeah, and I last thing I want to touch on with that game is just from an offensive standpoint on the Bills. I mean, was not expecting James Cook to lead on all offensive stats in that game. And I have digs in multiple fantasy leagues. Oh, man. And I mean, you got four catches for like 25 yards or 24 yards on 11 targets. I mean, I, I still don't think that the. And, and Josh Allen missed Gabe Davis in a wide open touchdown they ended up throwing to Dalton Kincaid that was out of bounds and complete. I still don't think the Bills have really established. How they're going to run this offense and who it's going to be run through? Because each game, it's sometimes it's Diggs, and if it's not, maybe it's a little bit more of Gabe Davis than Diggs. And then now it's like, oh, is it James Cook? Who's your guy? Who can we trust every time? Obviously, you have Josh Allen, but he can't do it all, man. Like, so we got to pick who is going to be our guy if we want to be clutch in big time moments in the playoffs this year. All right. Uh now moving to what you wanted to talk about. I really am just eager to hear what you got to talk. What you want to touch on on this game. Kenny's big third game of the week is
1: the Bengals hosting the Colts. And you, you, you got to talk about this one. It gives you, it gives us an excuse to, I think just lightly touch on the, the kind of the AFC picture as a whole here. You're right. But And I also, I got to, you know, I got to write the ship here. I incorrectly, I declared on this show, I declared <laughs> that the Bengals were dead, I think two weeks ago. <laughs> so I just come to face the music. I was very wrong. The Bengals are not dead. Just dude, two really interesting, fun wins in a row. I think, I don't know. I think we learned a lot the last couple of weeks. Number one, like are the, are the Jags frauds are are the Jags on fraud alert? Uh, Like this vaunted Jags defense has just gotten absolutely pummeled by Jake Browning and Joe Flacco in back-to-back weeks. The Jags might be frauds. We'll talk about them in a bit. Bengals back-to-back wins. They destroyed Indianapolis yesterday. I know we talked about Shane Steichen and I, I, miss his, his brain and his scheme with this Eagles and what he's done with this Colts team this year. And the fact that they, they're in a position to be seven and six with Gardner Minshew with the helm, all the Jonathan Taylor craziness. He deserves a lot of credit, but like their luck was due to run out. And I think they finally hit a bit of a buzzsaw this week. Cincinnati, man, like give credit to Zach Taylor. They, they completely have found a way to. You can't replicate Joe Burrow, and you, Jake Browning is not Joe Burrow, but they have found a way to make it work. Now you've got a lot of playmakers on this offense. They're figuring out just to give them the ball in space and let them make plays. And last week it was Jamar Chase. I think had like 14 catches. They were just feeding him, you know, the entire game. And then this week you see a little more of the uh, the Chase Brown experiment. Now. I needed him uh, when they broke to uh, red zone cut to him. I think for that like that 55 yard touchdown he had early in the game. Yeah, the only bomb play that I had that had any life yesterday was Chase Brown to lead the game in rushing yards. I thought I maybe they a good feature. Oh. So when they cut through it, he's marching down the sideline. I'm like, oh. dude, please tell me this is like an inside handoff or something. It was like a you know a little. It was like a little screen pass they designed. So. Uh, I, I ended up not being able to uh, make too much money on the Chase Brown experiment. You've dude. been
0: on him because you were on him last week too. What what's uh? It's like sorry to cut you off there, but what's kind of like what you've been seeing from him? I know you said you were gonna live bet him last week in the in the Jags game. What are you liking out of him?
1: It's just uh, you know, I think they took him in the I think fourth round. I forget, but he uh. Dude is just absolutely lightning fast, ran a really, really quick 40 time. And he went on IR early in the season and just hasn't really got his legs. He was slated to be the the number two back behind Mixon. It's been Travion Williams for the most part here. But um, prior to the Jacksonville game, it was the first time he was coming in completely healthy, wasn't on the injury report, and had a lot of hype coming into the preseason. So it just felt like it's time to get him some work. They'd really been – like, Mixon had been getting a lot of touches, you know, in in recent weeks. And it's just – at this part in the season – regardless of where you are as a team, like you got to have like another guy that can sort of absorb some of that work. And it just seemed like a good spot for him and good on him that he's showing out. I mean, that's back-to-back games that he has been a legitimate difference maker for this offense. So, you know, I, I think throughout the rest of the season, it's, it's sort of fun to try to find like there's, there's a few other chase Browns on other teams in, in similar situations around the league. That's just, it's, it's, it's kind of their turn, if you will, it's, it's, it's that, it's that part of the season. So from the gambling aspect, that part can be pretty fun, but. uh but the Bengals, man, credit where it's due. They they could have rolled over and died when Burrow went down. They've won two straight. And it leaves you with a really interesting AFC playoff picture down the stretch. Sure. You've got one, two, three, four, five. You have six teams right now that are sitting at seven and six. Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. There's
2: some vulnerable teams there. Some CJ Stroud news we got to wait for. Looks like a goddamn wild, like a like an MLB wild card race, but the it, one thing too, shout out to the Bengals defense riding around Jake Browning, and then shout out to the Bengals. I mean, the value in having a backup quarterback can get you some games. Like damn straight, it, dude. you got you. all you need to have one. Like it, it, you never know when it's gonna come into those situations, and he's not even. He's just playing good ball. We remember earlier in the season we were talking about. Um, we we're like. I mean, not really criticizing Joe Mixon. We were like, "Where is Joe Mixon?" I think it was like the yep. first two games. This game, it was the Joe Mixon. Like Joe Mixon was him. And to, last week too, getting in the end zone twice should have oh, been three times oh, as well. 100. So when when it's time when Joe Burrow down, it's time to step up. Like you've seen the guys, Joe Mixon, that defense step up, which is big for the Bengals. And honestly, out of all those, te- like, there's a lot of those teams in the mix. Talk about like complete teams, not just the quarterback position. They're one of the better complete teams in that mix. It could get spooky, man. They might find a way in there.
1: And like having a quarterback that you, you have to give credit to, to Jake Browning and what he's done, but it also shows in the, you know, the ability to just to adapt like mm-hmm. the, the changes that Zach Taylor has made you, you have to, you have to give credit. Like he has taken what he can work with, with Jake Browning. It's a much less complex scheme. They're not throwing as vertical, but they're getting, they're, they're getting the ball in their playmakers hands. They're getting Jake Browning into a rhythm and, you know what, man, some of that uh, you know, offensive adaptability I wouldn't mind seeing in Philadelphia. Like instead of just <laughs> committing to this brain dead scheme that we continue to trot out there, like you, you you have to try different things. And again, it's just right now, it's uh it's cool to see what's happening in Cincinnati. Again, you know, my brother and his family just moved to Cincinnati. So I, I made the joke when Burrow went down, like, dude, it's your first year there and you're you're not even gonna get to enjoy a playoff run. I don't know, man. I might be marching out to Cincinnati for some playoff games. Hell
0: yeah, baby! I also want to give some, you know, on the borough topic. I want to give him a shout out um, for what he did for for Browning and his family yep. with the suite. It was cold. It was kind of a rainy, miserable day. And for for Jake to say at the press conference, you know, they they're from California, so they're not used to this weather. <laughs> so for for him to kind of stick his neck out there for us and and get them in some in, in the warmth and all that was was a really uh, a veteran move. And we've noticed also. In in there's been some comparisons, right, with with Deshaun Watson and his injury and Joe Burrow, and they're showing a lot of these of of the leadership that Burrow has because he's on the field, he's in his he's in his sling, he's 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 got the headset on, he's working with Jake, he's giving him some pointers, that kind of stuff, and then they they pan to like you know Deshaun Watson, who's up in the box in the booth, maybe sipping on a little you know. And and he's just hanging out. So they're they everyone's ready, like quick to hate on on Deshaun. But real quick, I want to just get your thoughts. Very on. different
1: the two. It's like it's like yeah. him, you've got you've got young ass Jake Browning and you've got eighty five year old Flacco. grown ass man Joe Flacco. Like, like the fuck I don't think he's gonna. So much... Yeah, he's like, not gonna I, tell him I, much. Like, I don't think he's I don't think he's that much. That, like, dude, I, dude the, the whole Flacco conversation is just like like I, I'm glad like, I could go on and on that, about that game just because I can't believe like that's. That's the NFL this year. You're telling me I'm going to have to watch Joe Flacco playoffs, but I think, I think Air Flacco is back, baby. I mean, they just they, he just eviscerated the Jacksonville defense. I can't believe what I'm watching.
0: I saw this from NFL on CBS, too. Flacco had 311-3 yesterday, and there's a list of teams that don't have a 300-passing yard, three-touchdown game from their quarterback this season. Those are the Jets, the Steelers, the Jags, the Colts, the Titans, Raiders, Giants, Packers, Bucks, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Rams, and Cardinals. Joe Flacco was on his goddamn couch a couple weeks ago, and he's coming out here doing this. It's just fun to say. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see. And uh, Manny said it was quote last week. He's like, for for the midlife crisis people, you know. Got you got your guy. In case, <laughs> in case you forgot it. All right, so that's all we got for you, Kenny. In week number fourteen, we will see you in week fifteen. Keep up the the, the fits that you got. We we had the yeah. DraftKings shirt, we had the headphones, we got the jerseys. Like get some get some more special stuff uh, for next week, and and definitely root for my boys in their in their legacy jerseys tonight against Jordan Love and the Packers.
1: Have fun tonight. Be good, boys. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Oh yeah, baby. Talk, talk to you
0: soon. Ladies and gentlemen, the CEO and founder of the Moonshot, our Monday guy, Kenny McAndrews. Another we'll see, we'll solid see, week we'll from we'll the see. boy. We're gonna keep things rolling here. Um, wait, let me just do this real fast. Record. We're gonna keep things things rolling here, and our closing thoughts, like we've been doing, uh, the last couple weeks. This is now week three of doing that. So hopefully, you guys are enjoying that. If you are, are watching this podcast and this episode. On YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button. And our Apple Podcast and Spotify listeners, we appreciate your loyalty and your love. Just go to the bottom. Give us those ratings. They do help us a lot. Okay, um, some games that I personally would like to touch on, because there's some stats behind it, uh, was the... Uh, we did just touch on Flacco. Uh, it's more on just a, a Kenny Pickett stat that I really wanted to read um, from NFL and CBS. And it just is, like, if you're... Kenny, in this situation, I know where you stand on this because you said it, but if you look at it, this is from NFL Rookie Watch on Twitter. Joe Flacco had a 300-plus yard passing game as an AFC North quarterback. He has one. Kenny Pickett has one with 300 passing yards. Joe Flacco has a three-passing touchdown game as an AFC North quarterback. He has one. Kenny Pickett has zero. He does not have a game with three touchdowns, and what's ironic is, about it is when you see the end of the tweet, Pickett has been the Steelers' starting quarterback since early last season, and Flacco has just played only two games as an AFC North quarterback. So, yes, since I've been a Kenny Pickett, um, I guess, not hater, but... Oh, no, you're a Kenny Pickett. <laughs> well, it, it all started from his, his pit time and not playing in the bowl game. That's what i all started from. So now I've just found some ways to keep the digs going. Um, But, man, he has, he's a, a, on the different side of it because he's like, just give him some more time. Just give him some more time. Um, also on the Cowboys thought, I know we had already touched on the game, but like t- touching on Brandon Aubrey, I mean, we had a 59 yarder. We had a 60 yarder. We had, or it was a 58 yarder. Dude's lights out 28 for 28 as, since he's been the kicker they uh, for the kicker, Cowboys. Yeah, they, they stayed with a good kicker. Like, I mean, Brent Maher was not that great, but, but he was getting the job. Like, hey, that's what I mean. I just feel this like this guy's like, just incredible. Like, I feel like, like
2: they just stayed with a kicker. Who was the kicker they had? Like. And Zeke and them were rookies. Oh my God, dude! You know I'm talking know, about who I didn't, know. who didn't miss. Oh, uh, like, there was like two years where he was not missing. God, that's gonna make me. That's gonna bug the shit out of fuck me. Fuck it! But like, I just remember they had him, and then they lost him, and they. I think wasn't Maher they brought after that? I think so. And yeah, he was cool, but like it was like he wasn't good enough. Then you bring in Aubrey, it's like God damn, they stay with a kicker. Like what the
0: fuck? I I really want to find that out now. Um, Dan Bailey, bro. Dan Bailey. He I remember like that pro- name. Dan, Dan Bailey, Bailey was a problem. <laughs> That's so like, funny.
2: Dan Bailey was really one oh on one. God. Like if it wasn't for Justin Tucker the so years, funny. Dan Bailey would have been the one. Yep.
0: All right. Let's touch on uh the how the the Lions just oh I was gonna say, suck I within their division, no, and I want to read bad. this. I'm I'm oh, all on my statistics here today from Twitter, so I'm going to go back to that and read this, and I want to get your thoughts on this too. And again, NFL on CBS this weekend. Uh, that was tweeted last night or earlier this morning. Justin Fields this season has a higher passer rating than Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. He has a higher higher passing touchdowns to, to, to interception ratio 2.2 than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And he has more rushing yards per game, which is 50.9, than Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. The problem is not on Justin Fields. Like, everybody had the blames early on in the season. Remember, we had those talks and it was like, you know, would you put him in a different system or is he the problem? And, and now we can confidently say he's not the problem. It's just how you play for the Chicago Bears.
2: Yeah, they tried to sneak in Trevor Lawrence in that tweet. I mean, not Trevor Lawrence, uh, Joe Burrow in that tweet. That's kind yeah. of crazy. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> like, I mean, Joe Burrow had played a whole year. hurt. But shout out to Justin Fields, though. Definitely hooping this game. And him and uh, D.J. Moore find that connection. Are the Lions frauds? I know. I mean, second half, we're playing for home field. We're playing the Bears. I understand that Soldier Field is the divisional game, but uh, we're seeing down the stretch here. I think the alarms are setting off for me and Motown. I mean, we got to go play the Broncos. The Vikings, Vikings twice and in Dallas. Two dubs. I look the Broncos and the Dallas game. We're going to see the fight of this Lions team. Do we have fight? Are we really who we thought we were? Or we? Just, I mean, I had no problem with them being a little fun in the C team, but there, was, there were hopes they could get home field. We had that episode about are they going to be over the Eagles? I think there were some people saying they could. I don't know, but Lions, we gotta get that so That's gotta... gonna
0: be Saturday. That Cowboys game in Saturday. Dallas. That's 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 the Saturday the thirtieth. So it's a week after Christmas. It's the day before New Year's Eve. It's uh, a Saturday night game on ABC. Uh, at 8.30. So we
2: get to see prime time. Of course, it's in fucking Jerry's World. Of
0: course, bro. Of course. It's just like
2: Thanksgiving game. So they weird. get it. They get, they get 10 they days got... off in the game to us versus in Jerry's World. They get to play them in Jerry's think World. Think
0: about this shit, bro, for the Lions. They, they get prime time next week. This is the Thursday night game. This week, I should say. Against the Broncos at home.
2: That's going to be tough.
0: That's going to be actually, you know what? That's going to be tough. At the man. beginning of the year, I think. You look at that game and you throw the fuck up. You're like, what the hell? And I now like, wait team. a minute. Sean Payton has turned this team around. Russell Wilson's turned this 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 team around. The, the, the Broncos look like possible playoff contenders. Don't want to like, don't really want to go fucking around with that team. And then you look at the Lions and you're like, wait, wait a
2: minute. Wait, what number of losses is this for the Lions?
0: This is now they're now nine and four.
2: That was their fourth loss. Wait, lo- many- <laughs> <laughs> wait, what are you saying? Go ahead. How go many ahead. losses do the Packers have?
0: The Packers, uh, I think six, right? Yeah, and they're playing tonight against the Giants. 6, and six. I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean...
2: I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But if we don't beat the Broncos... Hey, we're in trouble. I don't think they're going to beat the... the Detroit. The, I don't think they're going to beat the Cowboys because Cowboys still going to be playing for home field. Detroit. That's six losses. Yep. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Um, couple A couple more things I want to touch briefly on. I want to go on this one first before I skip over it. Uh... I feel so bad for anybody that paid for a ticket to go see the Raiders in Vegas play a Josh Dobliss now, Justin Jefferson list now, Vikings team. 3 nothing Waste of money. Thoughts and prayers to you guys who wasted your money to go see that. Sorry about that. That's all I got on that game. Just boring. Justin Jefferson gets hurt in the, his return. That was so highly anticipated. Very sad to see. He'll be fine. And Dobbs goes out. Really, what I wanted to touch on is obviously that Ravens game, which we'll get to. But let's shine some light on Mr. Zach Wilson. Hey, there's some good things that have come to you in, in, when you have stepped up in these moments. You've had some bad things for basically like the entire year. You get put into a tough situation where you're not supposed to be in there. It's supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. Then the media is trying to come for your throat for no reason. Everyone's talking down on you. It's almost like everyone's rooting against you. And then you get benched. For Tim Boyle, of all people, and then you come back in a game where, hey, like at home, kind of would like to have this game against a good Texans team, where your defense steps up, CJ Stroud has a disgusting game, in a bad way, I'm saying, and Zach Wilson, no, no interceptions, what are we talking about here, over 300 yards, that's a good day for you, pal, and I'm happy for you, and I'm happy uh, you know that you're 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 beating these allegations of people just trying to shit on you every t- every second that they can.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, this game was horrible for like horrible forty minutes. I'm pretty sure it was zero zero or three nothing in the third quarter. But then CJ Stroud. Um, people were uh critical of Quentin Quentin Williams for that hit because he did like slam CJ down to the ground. Yeah, and we don't know, especially with this AFC race, like his concussion protocol. Is he gonna be okay? Is he gonna play next week? It's just a fucking ugly game. Thank God Zach Wilson hooped um, Brees Hall as well,
0: and Nico Collins went down. Let's not forget that too. Nico like went down after too. a week
2: after Tank Dell goes down, yeah, like it's looking for the AFC race that like they're just losing bodies. It's not good for them. Brees Hall got to show out. Garrett Wilson got to show out. Oh like yeah, Zach Wilson hooped and boys moving around well. We already have, like God, like the guy could have just benefited very well from just sitting a few years. Just yeah, imagine, imagine if he just popped up on you three years later. Like, just
0: like a, just like a Jordan Love type I feel thing. Like his skill you know?
2: set looks much like Jordan Love. And it's like, if he could have just sat a couple years ago. Like,
0: uh, just sometimes we're
2: put in, in... Beating a dead horse with that. I'm just saying. Uh, tough situations. Yeah, I know.
0: I mean, we're we're, we're backers. I, I've been... I, I was critical of him only for, like, the comments that he's made when Aaron Rodgers came in. I haven't, like, been critically, like, you know, intentionally trying to hate on this guy as much as I am with Kenny Pickett. It's not that. Um, Now I want to get into... I, like, would you call this one? I think I would call this one the, the funnest game. Uh, most exciting, I that, think, for me. That game, this This Ravens. Wow, I
2: like seeing I mean, that Falcon game was lit, too. I like seeing Baker
0: game with the And he had that insane. plus... It was plus 3,200. Baker Ooh. Mayfield, first touchdown. I saw that going around Fuck on me. Twitter. Fuck me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Ravens at home against the Rams. Odo Beckham playing his former team. I am so yeah. stupid. Well, Alex, you are yeah. so dumb. Why would you not take him to score playing against his former team? It's just narrative. I'm a narrative better, so why would... Just dumb thinking. I I didn't even think about yeah. that until just now that I said it. Just now, stupid. Should have taken That's him to nice. score. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, but hey, good win. Let's talk about uh being able to get a late drive to kick the field goal to to tie it up. Send us Shit. into overtime. Let's not Shit. like let's not forget about that and, and only focus about the punt return touchdown. What an athletic play. What a, what a way to end the game. We've now seen that twice this season. We saw it with the Jets <laughs> over the Bills. A punt return touchdown in overtime to end the game. Do you like
2: wake up in a cold sweat when that shit happens and get like flashbacks and shit. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Do you like get flashbacks at all when that shit happens?
0: What's that? From the Giants? Oh, the Giants? No, I didn't actually get a flashback of that. <laughs> Watching that, it was actually, I got a flashback to, to Josh Allen losing in overtime again. But it's funny that you say that because, yes, Deshaun Jackson uh, <laughs> recently retired and, and what he did to the Giants and the miracle at the Metal ass. I just, miracle, miracle. Oh my God. They, it was a couple years ago, or a couple uh, like, last week it was it was five years since the Miami Miracle you remember that wow and it's crazy that was five years ago Man. and you hear I think it's Ion Eagle on the call and he's like uh, Gronkowski doesn't Gronkowski doesn't have the angle and they're gonna win it a Miami <laughs> Miracle <laughs> but yeah really fun game here um Lamar Jackson solidifying he still is a candidate in the MVP race he deserves
2: a little more consideration does
0: deserve a lot more consideration at that um I feel like everybody, like, got in the end zone yesterday on this Ravens team, and I didn't think to—, to except. except for Gus Edwards, <laughs> who I needed to get in there. But, um, like, week in and week out, one thing I want to mention on this on this uh, side of the ball here for, for the Rams, week in and week out, we keep seeing— it's just—it's very good to see that the Rams have now found their guy at the running back position. And I've said that before, but it's nice to see that we're not battling with the Cam Akers— we, we don't know what our future is in that in that position. And also, Cooper Cup, thank you. Thank you for coming back, Hello. showing yourself again. Hello. We talked about it last week, and it was stated. Where are those 100 and a touchdown games? 80 and a touchdown games. Where did those go? Well, we got it. We got it today. We got it yesterday. 115 and a touchdown. Great for this fantasy squad at that. But you know what? Ravens, 10-3, and and you are looking like the— absolute you know as Kenny calls it wagons might be the wagon of the AFC right now and i think they're just getting looked past because of the chiefs they have all this noise because of the bills oh it's josh it's josh Allen even though they're nowhere close to 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 the ravens in this if i am a if if i am a ravens fan i'm saying we're going to the super bowl right now and i also like we were talking about the conspiracy shit and i i do want to mention that i've been seeing that all over if you look at the the the, the, the super bowl logos with the roman numerals in there The colors the past two years have been who's in the Super Bowl. So when it was the Rams and the Bengals, inside the numbers, you can see the colors, and it's yellow and orange, or red, I guess, for the Bengals. Last year, green and red, Chiefs and Eagles. This year, Uh it's red and purple, Uh standing for who? That would make sense. Ravens and the 49ers. Is that a little weird? Is that a little two, weird? Are
2: those two best teams, do you respect <laughs> like,
0: I might be. I think it is. I'm I'm certainly not taking the Cowboys over the the 49ers after surely, the 49ers stopped on them. not taking the Cowboys. And I mean,
2: surely not taking.
0: And it's Shit. and it's it's Ravens without Mark Andrews. They still have a lot of work to do with that. Still fun to see. Nah, listen, that
2: was a fucking hell of a game. Fucking um, a, man, Matt Stafford is bawling the fuck out. Like he actually looks like like. So, what do you consider Prime Stafford? Does Prime Stafford cut off before LA or no? I think so. I think so too. So, like, so he's been in this LA, like, whatever he's been in LA reminds me of like LeBron in fucking LA. <laughs> like, he goes to LA and he's out of his prime, but he's getting the chip and he's staying in his prime pack and he's the getting chip. it done. And, and when after he got the chip, everyone was trying to say he's done now. He's still spinning that fucking rock. Lamar Jackson make a lot of clutch plays. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cut were both hooping. I want to also get a shout out because when. Um, when Mark Andrews goes down, Isaiah likely has to step in. And it's like, how are we going to favor without Mark Andrews now? Isaiah likely has not been Mark Andrews at all, but scores the first touchdown in this game, and I think he had like 80 yards, 90 yards, bunch of big plays from him, and kind of like a Mark Andrews-esque way where he can still mark, where Lamar Jackson can still find his uh tight end. And then Odell Beckham was fucking insane. I mean, there was, so the a catch he made in the first quarter, he like ran like kind of like a, a corner route and he was looking over his inside shoulder. Lamar goes to the outside shoulder. He makes a catch where you have to turn and locate again, which I don't think people really realize how hard that catches. He makes the same catch again on a harder one because the ball was way longer for his touchdown. Odell was just hooping. And I think with Mark Andrews going down, Zay Flowers played well as well, but you get to see those two really get to snap for Lamar. And then obviously Lamar has like 400 yards total on his own. And I think with this whole Mark Andrews injury thing, because people try to say Lamar was getting bailed out by, by Mark Andrews. We gotta talk about Lamar in this MVP race. He might not win it because of the earlier how he started earlier in the year, but we gotta talk about Lamar. I mean, he's definitely putting his team on his back right now.
0: Haven't we been saying all and year? And being clutched too. Haven't haven't we been saying all year long that, and even preseason, that Lamar's gonna get weapons. He gets Odell, he gets Zay Flowers, and he still has Mark Andrews there. Obviously, now that's not the case. Finally, they're clicking. Clicking is 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 the exact word. And if you look at, now for, I know we're on the Ravens there, but if you just look at the remaining four games for the Rams, being 6-7 and now after that tough loss, you go back home for two games, back in L.A., back to the West Coast, home against the Commanders and home against the Saints, probably would assume you get two there, and then you go to 8-7, and you assume. Then you go to MetLife for your second-to-last game of the season to take on the Giants, and you assume that's another one. So now you're at Nine and seven. And then your last game of the year is in San Francisco in a divisional matchup it's against the 49ers. The and ooh, you know yeah. what? It yeah. will probably be for the playoffs. And maybe, just maybe, the 49ers will be sitting a lot of guys
2: because they're yeah, in a position. I, we would have to lose for that to happen. Right. Uh, oh, even if we do not nah, no. Nah, the Niners are going to be trying because even if we do lose. Nah, nah, they're going to be trying because the Cowboys are still 10 and three. So. Uh, the chances of them running the table, I think, for them, especially how the NFC is uh, shaping up, I feel like they want to run the table. They feel safe. I don't think they are. I think three and one might sneak you in, depending on the breaks, But uh, Rams fans, that was one like that was a playoff game right there. Because I mean, the Ravens are still playing for home field, respectfully, because yep. Miami's still there. Miami's probably going to be the dog, piss out the Titans tonight. Yeah, that was a big loss for the Rams. It's all good though. Yeah, we, we we move and we get. Who would have fucking co- th- if you would have told me before this year started that the Rams are gonna be playing for the last wild card spot? I mean, I was kind of saying after I watched them play and we saw Puka Nakua do it, we didn't know he was gonna be there. But before the season started, I was like, hell, they're seven and six, whatever the fuck they are right now, six and seven, playing for the playoffs. Good for them, bro. Good for Stafford hooping out. I don't know. He might have some years left in the tank, man. I don't
0: know. Last quick thing too is um, the Chargers are just so fucking dead.
2: Yeah, Justin Herbert broken finger. Justin
0: Herbert with the fractured finger. Mm-hmm. Staley looks like he needs to get fired. A dead man walking. He needs to get fired. I mean, this is just getting out of hand and out of control really fast for this young start to Justin Herbert's era in Los Angeles for this Chargers team. They just the record does not say what they are. No, nah. five, having five wins this year, they should have two. Like it is awful. It is nah. a. A shit show and a trash can that is happening right now in in that Chargers locker room, uh, with Staley still in attendance. But again, we talked, we touched on the Broncos hooping. Like, hey, this is a team that's now that's now what five wins in the last six games. I mean, hooping. good form. Good and yo, form.
2: you could really tell the Sean Payton, uh, like the Sean Payton's just rubbing off on uh on Russell Wilson. There was a play. They, they were in the, they're probably like the 10 yard line, they were like a play action play action pass where it was like a bootleg and, and Russell Wilson faked the run and passed it to the, for the end zone. I was like, yo, I swear to God, that's the shit they were doing with Drew Brees in New Orleans. Like these, <laughs> these play action passes in the red zone where like Drew Brees, he wouldn't fake the boot because we know his dumbass in running, but he would do that shit where he would really tuck it, stay low for his, like, a second, turn around, just find someone wide open in the end zone. Something that Drew Brees wasn't doing in, in New Orleans with Sean Payton that he loves now is throwing absolute dots. Week after week, 60 plus yards to Cortland Sutton. This one this week was probably the best one they had. Them two are eating, bro. So, shout out to, shout out to Sean Payton, shout out to Russell Wilson, shout out to Cortland Sutton, too. That's a name that thank God is getting more recognition now. Hopefully, we can get more Jerry Judy going on. I, I, I don't think he's a, a JAG. We do not have to just TV. a guy for those I think people that TVD forgot that. On that. We'll see, but shout out to the Broncos, man. they hooping over there. We're going to
0: keep paying a lot of attention to the Broncos down the stretch of this season. Big supporters of this turnaround from Sean Payton and his quarterback, Russell Wilson. That is all we got for you today in this week 14 with Kenny McAndrews. If you did watch this episode on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button so you're not missing out on any new podcasts and episodes uh, this football season. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, very simple. Scroll to the bottom, give us those ratings, make it those five stars on Apple Podcasts. They do help out the show a lot. And if you want to connect with us on our social media platforms, head over to our Twitter at ADED Podcast, our Instagram at ADED Pod, and our TikTok, which is simply the name of the show. Another fun ride in week 14. Cannot wait for week 15. The Giants play tonight, and hopefully it's a victory Tuesday. You've been listening and watching the All Day Everyday show. I
2: don't
0: hate With all the AJ and Manny Ruffin, get out your bet slips so the Giants are playing on Monday night football. The
2: Packers ride high, couple wins in a row. Jordan is just untouchable. Gotta go play the Giants. Is this in the Motherlands too? Giants defense controls some turnovers. Giants defense is coming. See you next 69. week,
1: people.